Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I'm your host, Ron Wright. Today, I'd like to talk to you about finding real practice. Anyone who has a spiritual life recognizes that um, a part, a major part of spiritual life is having the kind of practices that maintain or sustain a spiritual orientation in life, a connection with God. This is something that's extremely important. We need to have good spiritual practices that help us, you know, sustain that connection with God, that openness to his presence, that awareness of our spirit and and the life that flows into us from God. We need an openness to that. And spiritual practice is a way of keeping the doors open, so to speak, keeping the doors and the windows open to the presence and and, uh, movement of God in our life. So we do need to talk about this idea of spiritual practice. Spiritual practice ranges all over the place. There are things such as prayer, and even in prayer, there's all kinds of different prayer. There's... uh, contemplative prayer, meditative prayer, uh, prayer where you ask things of God. There's also meditation in various forms of meditation. There is worship. There's silence. There's many, many practices. Fasting is is a spiritual practice, etc. So what I find as um, a modern problem in today's spirituality is that many practitioners do not stick with a healthy spiritual practice long enough to really glean from it some deeper spiritual experience. What I find in the modern spiritual culture today is people moving from one idea to another, from one theology to another. It's it's a moving around um, in terms of what they believe. And what I don't find today is that people tend to find a healthy spiritual practice and just stick with it. There's something to be learned, and, and I'll, I'll even say it this way, almost any spiritual practice you want to engage in, whether it's prayer or worship or meditation or sitting in silence, any of these spiritual practices done consistently and for a long period of time will reap benefits. Our, our modern problem is that no one wants to stick around with something long enough <laughs> to reap the deeper benefits that come from it. I, I guess it's like going to the gym, you know. There, there's required a little bit of discipline to go to the gym and exercise every day. And a lot of times we hate it, you know, just the thought on a kind of a lazy day of going to work out is, is hard. But we all know in the physical realm just the benefit that does come from regular exercise. It's the same thing spiritually, absolutely no different. Spiritual practices such as prayer and meditation can yield tremendous spiritual benefits to our life if we learn to stick to the practice. So that's what I would like to talk with you about today. I'm often asked the question, what's the best spiritual practice to, to awaken? And by awaken, I mean awaken to God, to discover those deeper spiritual depths that lie within us. I guess my first answer would be whatever practice gets you directly to the answer. Uh, 
without a lot of fanfare. The most direct path is the best, although I readily acknowledge that wandering around in ineffectual spiritual practices is sometimes the best thing needed to bring us to the end of our spiritual egoism and finally get desperate enough to, to surrender to what's true. There's actually a benefit to getting sick and tired of a spiritual practice that is fruitless. You get desperate enough to really want to find the, something that works. And, and that's an important aspect of the spiritual journey, finding a practice that works best. And so I, I always recommend whatever your spiritual practice is, it leads you to the end result the quickest, right? Not a lot of fanfare, not a lot of detours, just let's get to the truth. And in the Christian case, of course, the quickest way to God is through Christ, abiding in him. But we need to have practices that engage our inner person with Christ, who is the way. The main problem is that a lot of spiritual practices can just become another self-improvement project done in kind of self-effort that it doesn't depend on God. And these kinds of spiritual practices uh, geared to improving ourselves is a long way away from touching the reality of God. The objective, it seems, in a lot of uh, modern spiritual practices is just more spiritual materialism. It's just more self-improvement. And let me tell you something. That's not the same as waking up. While there's absolutely nothing wrong with self-improvement in itself, it must not be considered authentic spirituality. Good psychology, yes. Great practicality, yes. But that's not the purpose of deeper spiritual practices. Spiritual practices is for awakening the deeper spiritual essences and energies that lay below our personality or the relative, you know, me identities that we typically associate with me, myself, and I. So deeper spiritual practices, it's not about self-improvement. It's not even on necessarily on a practical level. This is about awakening the deeper parts of ourselves where we connect with God and understand our union with him there. If, if awakening to who you really are, experiencing your true nature and having a, a better understanding of the nature of reality is what you're looking for, then a meditative, prayerful, spiritual practice needs to be what takes you out of yourself out of your egoic identities, not something that reinforces more of that delusion. The end practice of prayer and meditation is God, not our self-improvement, although that does happen as a benefit. Meditation is sitting with who you really are and what you are in your ontological reality in God. It's, it's the one place where you are just to be, not, not do. It's, it's not about attaining or achieving or gaining. It's about discovering, unveiling, revealing what has always been your truth. 
you have just been lost in this collective amnesia that we call the human race. If anything, meditation practice should be a great losing. Losing those rigid self-conceptions of ourself. Losing uh, all of our mental beliefs on separation. Losing that me storyline, the egoic constructs, the, the wrong views, etc. Real meditation is, is losing all of that. If you go into meditation to be authentically what you are underneath your persona and resting in what you are before thoughts, this is real meditative practice. That's what we're, we're doing in meditation. We're trying to touch what we are authentically are below our constructed identities, underneath the persona in time, even what's before thinking, before any contrived me agenda. And and that's what we're trying to touch. And and when you touch that, you realize it's God you're touching. (laughs) You're, You're getting to the ground of your ontological reality. In spirituality, meditation is both deconstruction of the self and a realization of its inherent emptiness without God. And you also learn along with that that there is a merging with your true nature which exists in God, the infinite nature of your being because God's love brings you into existence at each and every moment. So meditation is both of those things, deconstructing ourself and touching our inherent true nature. Both happen in a true meditative or prayerful uh, practice. Spiritual practice is not just a, a mental exercise, although there are those kinds of practices. And there's, there's nothing wrong with focusing attention, deepening concentration, mulling over spiritual truth or experiences. Those all have their place, of course. But meditation uh, as a spiritual practice is, is also meant to, to be a point uh, in which we lay down our concepts and our beliefs and our ideas and ideas. Real meditation is to be a pointing to what lies beyond those things, beyond our concepts, beyond our beliefs, beyond our ideas, so that the practitioner gains a first-hand subjective experience with their own larger reality, which is Christ in God. The experience of deepening awareness in meditation is as, is as follows. First, you watch your mind and you discover you are not your thoughts, but the awareness or the watcher of your mind and thoughts. That's a, a, a kind of a first stage of what you learn in meditative practice. Hey, I'm not my thoughts and feelings. I'm somehow observing them arising and falling away. And even though they come and go, there is an awareness here that remains. So that's kind of the first thing that you discover in a, in a solid spiritual practice of meditation or prayer. Then, as you, as you dwell silently and motionlessly as the watcher of thoughts, as the awareness of your thoughts, you, you will discover a radiant light behind that awareness. And when I, I speak of light, I'm not talking about physical light. I'm talking about 
a spiritual light. You begin to recognize and discover that the that God, who is light, is there in that awareness. And it's impossible to find the boundary between the two of them. The source of this light is, is the final mystery, that unmanifest emptiness, which is God's presence. As I mentioned in an earlier broadcast on an ocean of ontological light, emptiness is often a term used to describe what's experienced of God. And the word emptiness is not a negative term, like we say, I'm, I'm running on empty, but emptiness is a positive term, like the emptiness of a womb, which is has the capacity to bear a child. So one of the things we discover in meditating is that along with our awareness is this emptiness in which the light of God's presence is there and we experience it as that, as a radiance, as a light, as a presence. And that discovery is a very important aspect of spiritual practice. That you and God are there in this same activity. So the source of this light is God and he is the ineffable reality that cradles everything, that he's the source alone of everything. Going back to that source is the final realization that brings emancipation from suffering and we experience true liberation in our spiritual life. In, in Christian terms, awareness is spirit. The light behind that awareness is Christ and the source of that light is the Father. In, other religions have other terms for it and although I, I won't go into ex explaining all that, I just do want you to be aware of this. In, in Buddhism, for example, awareness is called mindfulness and the light is the radiance of our true nature and the source of that realization is, is nirvana. And I could go on and on in various spiritual traditions. But as a Christian mystic, I'm trying to point you to what it is that you experience in meditative practice in focusing on Christ. You discover a space inside yourself. You discover, the Bible calls that your spirit that has an, an, a direct awareness of God. It's experienced as a radiance, as a light, as a knowing. And in that first-hand experience, you discover that spiritual practice is what brings you home to God and to your true self. The mystics of every tradition write of a common experiential path among these various religious maps that they have. Well, you know, terminology is different. Practices diverge and definitions all vary. There is really but one taste be behind all their tables of communion. There's just one kiss of the beloved, one drink from the eternal river who is God himself. Whatever religious map you choose to take on your journey, it's, it's not the terms or the definitions of, or the explanations that's important necessarily, but the destination is what matters. And I really want to drive this point home. The aim of true and good spiritual practice is to get us to the destination, which is God himself.
which is the presence of Christ. This is where we're going with good spiritual practice. Never mistake the map for the actual territory. You know, when you have the reality at arriving at God, at the other shore, you don't need to carry the raft around on your shoulders anymore. <laughs> you don't need to purchase another leather-bound red-letter edition of the map that you use to get there. No traveler needs a map after the destination is found. And this is kind of what happens in spiritual practice. The practice is laid aside. We have a lot of practice worship in spiritual circles today, whether that's you know prayer, worship, meditation. There's so much worship of the practice. But brothers and sisters, it's not the practice. The practice is great. Hey, if you need to get to the other shore, having a boat's a good idea rather than swimming. So the practice helps. It's It's important. I would even say it's essential. But once you get to where you're going, you no longer need the practice, right? And in both meditation and prayer, there comes a time when the connection, so to speak, is made with God, where you sense his presence. And that's when you stop the practice and you just drink. You, you feast on the delight of God's presence. The practice got you there. Now don't stay in the rigid practice. Enjoy the communion. Enjoy the fellowship. Enjoy the relating that's happening. Whatever your spiritual practice, whatever the map of the territory that you're using, dropping into real experience of the reality is your final goal. Please don't become a spiritual map collector or just a, a travel agent or worse, a travel critic. Take the real journey yourself. Find a spiritual practice and take the real journey yourself. Get to the real destination of God. Walk in the real territory. Enjoy the real fruit of your travels. This is what I want to point out to, to you today in this podcast. If your spiritual practice isn't doing that for you, I think it's time for you to reevaluate why you want a map in the first place. I've met too many, you know, apostle map experts, preaching travel agents, and theological map collectors <laughs> to assume that everyone is on a real journey toward the truth. Some people just like collecting maps, some people just like being a travel agent and telling other people how to get someplace. And some people, you know, they just, they want to tell you their way of, of getting someplace. But at the end of the day, if, if you're a genuine pilgrim, a real traveler, then you want to get to that place yourself. Whatever means necessary, but you want to get to where you want to go. I think the most important thing that we can give ourselves on an, on an authentic spiritual journey is an honesty about where we actually are and where we have the intention and courage to go. It sounds maybe overly simplistic. I'm not so sure that many spiritual pilgrims really get into that. I'm not really sure that they have that authentic journey in mind when they, when they start out. You know, habituated unconscious patterns can be really hard to break. Delusions in our egoic mind structure, it really does run deep. 
the world system runs counterintuitive to our deeper promptings. There's really a lot of work against us to get to where we want to go in terms of losing ourselves in God. And as a mystic, that's how I always see my journey, the end of my journey, of being lost from myself and in God and to God. So in this pursuit of spiritual practice, make sure your intentions are true. You want to arrive at the goal. Don't let that ever escape you. And hold on to the practice as long as it's serving that goal. If it's no longer helping you toward that goal, maybe it's time to look at a different kind of spiritual practice. And, and there's a bit of a balance here that we need to find in, in our spiritual lives. Sometimes you need to just to stick to a practice for the sake of sticking to a practice because we can be all very easily kind of undisciplined in our spiritual life. The other side of it, though, is we need to have the wisdom to know when a spiritual practice is no longer serving us and to let it go. There's all kinds of different forms of meditation, different ways of praying, different ways of being silent in God's presence, different ways to worship. And what I always say is find the one that leads you to your goal, which is life-giving to you. It gives you light. The life of God is being experienced in that practice. That's the one that you need to stick with or change to. So let your intentions be true. Let your bravery be awake on your spiritual journey. Be someone who actually knows where you're going and take your practice as an authentic place to start, even though if it's a practice of no practice meditation. <laughs> Somewhere in that pathless path of meditative not doing, you actually end up getting a lot done. How strange it is that the one who discovers that there really is no one who goes anywhere with nothing to achieve is the very one who actually makes the best progress in this journey of traveling to everything by going the way of no thing and arriving everywhere by going nowhere. <laughs> Let me say that sentence again. In this journey, the best progress to everything, meaning God, is by going the way of nothing else and arriving everywhere by going nowhere. This is the mystery of spiritual practice. You actually, in letting go, you arrive. In, in not knowing, you end up knowing. And not going anywhere, you arrive everywhere. There is a sense in spiritual practice in which you can't get to the goal that you're going to because the goal itself has to draw you. The goal itself has to take up the agency to get yourself to the end. Said in simple terms, unless God draws you into yourself, you're never going to find the practice to get you there. So there is required in this spiritual journey of finding authentic practice, of having a real great degree of humility in our lives. And the best way to begin the journey is to cry out and ask God to help you in the journey. There's a lot against you. 
But as the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Your end, the end of the goal of spiritual practice is actually seeking you out. And any degree of desire for spiritual practice has actually been initiated by the one who loves you and is drawing you into himself. And that's a good realization to have. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me in this episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I hope this has helped you perhaps think a little bit about your own spiritual practices. And uh, maybe you found something in here today helpful for you to chew on, think about. And my encouragement is to find some really great, helpful spiritual practices to get you to the goal. And what is that goal? As always, take a deep dive into your own spiritual heart and find that God's face is there looking back at you in divine love. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of An Ocean Ontological Light. I hope you have yourself a great day until we meet again. Thank you.